Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. A whole lot of time talking about uh, just moms and in general. I have a mother, amen. I have moms around me. I have mother figures, amen, that's been in my life over, over the years and over time. And I understand the importance of a mother and their impact in the earth. And um, it's, just, it's just something that could be talked about for years and years and years and, and longer than the time I'm going to give it today. But at the same time, it's gonna, you're going to get a lot out of this. Uh, thank you, uh, honey. Uh, we called an audible. Many of you may have known Pastor Tina was ministering at first. And, uh, you know, we decided to uh, uh, give her the day off. Amen. And give it a day off, you know. Teaching the word, amen. Teaching the word is like, is, uh, you know, they, they say it's like an eight-hour job. It's, it's a lot of labor involved in, in, in preparing and sharing a message. And so, um, yeah, this just looked pretty today and, you know what I'm saying, and beautiful. And um, I'm telling you, man, it's nothing, absolutely nothing that I wouldn't, wouldn't do for her and, um, you know, and I'm honored that, that she's in my life, um, you know, for such a time as this. And so, uh, you know, Mother's Day draws our attention. Mother's Day draws our attention to the incredible God-given role that each of you have as mothers. Um, you play an important part in your children's life. Uh, many, many children wouldn't be who they are without your impact. Now, we know some of them went in crazy directions as well. That's not your fault. That is, that is not because you didn't tell them right. You understand? Moms, moms in general, you know, care for children and, and point them in the right direction. And so we know that because of your influence and your love, we are who we are today. Praise God. Motherhood is a tough job that has the ability to shape, to influence and to impact young lives. That's why it's so, so important that, that, you know, that we pay attention to our children, we pay attention, you know, when, they, when we're bringing them up, we pay attention to what's happening in their lives, amen. We pay attention to who is in their life, and I mean, it's just, it's just important that we are paying attention. So I got a few quotes before I get into the message. I know I'm starting off a little slow this morning, amen, but um, I got a few quotes I want to share with you this morning. That, you, that I found online and some things that some, some kids said, I just, just to kind of flow with what we're, we're going to talk about, and then we're going to get into some scripture, amen, this morning. So, um, you know, this was a quote from um, Pablo Picasso. He says, my mother said to me, if you become a soldier, you'll be a general. If you become a monk, you'll end up as the pope. Instead, I became a painter and wound up as Picasso. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but listen to what his mom instilled, what he said his mom told him. Like, man, you could do anything. Shame on moms who, who tell kids they can't do stuff. Shame on moms who, you know, who, who tell kids that there'll never be nothing, all that kind of foolishness. Amen. That's, that's, not, that's not what God intended. Amen. The most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. Of course, a, a man said that, Brother David, David McKay. All right, so, so the following are some answers given by school-aged children. I thought this was really good. 
Uh, why did God make mothers? You know, you know how the mind of kids. Why did God make mothers? Uh, one of them said, she's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. <laughs> you know, that's right. You go to mama for everything. They say, how did God make mothers? One of the kids said, magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. <laughs> yeah. Why did God give you your mother and not some other mom? God knew she would like me a lot more than other people's moms. <laughs> yeah, you know, you had the patience of Job. Amen. Praise God. What ingredients are mothers made of? Say, uh, one child said, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, boy. I read I said, boy, I'm telling you. The mama's got one dab of mean, boy. You know, don't forget that dab of mean. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Everybody else should be like, amen. Y'all scared now. Look at you. <laughs> no, let me what kind of little girl was your mom? I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. That's what a child said. Who's the boss at your house? One child said, I guess mom is, but, but only because she has a lot more to do than dad. Okay, fine, we'll take that little kid. All right, look, what's the difference between moms and dads? Moms work at work and work at home, and dads just go to work at work. <laughs> Come on, little kid, what you trying to say? What you trying to say? You trying to say we don't work at home? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on now, we got to get to work, y'all, at home too, not just at work. <laughs> If you could change one thing, last one, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? I'll make my mom smarter, then she would know it was my sister who did it and not me. <laughs> it won't me, it won't me. Stop blaming me for stuff other people did, yeah. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. A mother's love, a mother's love, amen. So I'm gonna talk about with the time I have remaining. They stop my clock, you understand? You know, yeah, 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 okay. There's a woman in the Bible. Yeah, start them 35 minutes. That's all I'm getting today, too? Let's do 35. Go on here. I took five already. Let's stay at 35. There's a woman in the Bible. Her name is Jochebed. Jochebed. She was the wife of Amram. They're, they're from the tribe of Levi. She's also uh, was Moses' mother. Um, Moses' mother, Aaron, and Miriam. So she had three children. You know, we're going to talk about Moses. That's who we're going to kind of talk about today. But Aaron, think about Aaron. Aaron was... Uh, the mouthpiece for Moses. You know, he was also a high priest as well, Aaron. And then Miriam was, uh, there was, there was Moses, there was his baby sister. She was a prophetess. She also was a musician. Amen. She's a great speaker as well. These, these are the three children of Jochebed. One other thing about inter interesting about Jochebed is that she was the only, well, she was the youngest mother in the Bible she was, she, when she had children, she was the youngest mother. Watch this. She was 130 when she had her first child. They lived in, yeah, see, see, during that time, they were living longer lives, you know, before the flood and all that. The flood, the flood, sin, first of all, and then the flood busted up all of that, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, we, God designed earth so we could live here forever. But, uh, of course, maybe not here, like, personally, or maybe he is. But because of sin, he had to go to plan, plan A because he already knew what was going to happen anyway. 
But uh, yeah, so she was uh, yeah, so she was the youngest mom in the in the in the in the Bible actually, um, and so just to give you a little history of what's going what I'm going to talk about, Joseph, who was one of the who was part of the twelve tribes of Israel, he was the son of one of the, he was the baby's son next to Benjamin of uh, Jacob. Jacob was one of the matriarchs from the the twelve tribes of Israel. So Joseph, who's you may remember, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. So this is how he got to Egypt. And so when he got to Egypt, uh, a lot of things happened, false accusing and all that. But he, ca he came to be at the right hand of Pharaoh because he gave Pharaoh a plan uh, how, to, um, how to help with the famines and all those kind of things. And so he had a plan to help. So he brought his whole family there. That's how all the children of Israel got to Egypt in the first place. And so while they were there, you know, they had it going on. They had them in the best place. I think they was in Goshen. So they, had, they just had nice land. They were able to produce. And, and so then Joseph passed away. And then the Pharaoh who gave him that favor passed away as well. So now what we're going to talk about and read is about is a new Pharaoh who is now on the scene. And this Pharaoh is having a problem with all of the multiplication, all the births that, you know, that, 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 uh, that, uh, that they're having, you know, they're multiplying, at least they, they're getting afraid thinking that one day they may come against their, come against them and, and go with other people to try to overtake the Egyptians. Some of them got scared, and so now he's going to do some things, he, uh, actually a series of decrees that I'm, that I'm going to talk about, and so, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. So children of Israel will multiply at alarming rate, so this Pharaoh decided to issue a series of decrees. Number one, the first decree was to work them so hard. All of this significant, y'all just stay with me. Work them so hard, so ruthlessly, that they will stop multiplying. If you want to work, that was number one. So let's look at Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 11 and 12. Amen, amen, amen. Exodus chapter 1, verse 11 and 12 says this. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor, they forced them to build the cities of Pithom and Ramesses as supply centers for the king. Verse 12, but the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the, the, more the Israelites multiplied and spread. Y'all remember the, uh, that, that thing, baby kids, uh, what they do? They don't die, they what? <laughs> Some of y'all old enough, the young people are like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, Pastor. Who is Bebe? Don't worry about it. T talk, talk to your mama later over dinner. Verse 12, but the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. The more alarmed they became. So that was number one. That was the first decree. Because, so, so that didn't work. Pharaoh's like, you know, that didn't work. So he came up with another decree. Number two was to order the midwives to kill all the male Hebrew babies. Okay, we can't stop them from multiplying, amen, through putting hard labor on them. Then let's stop them from multiplying by using the midwives to, when they, when they're, when they get ready to have the baby, if it's a male child, kill the male child and let the, let the female live. Same spirit in the earth today. Amen. Let's look at Exodus chapter 1, uh, 15 through 17. It says, then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, came or gave this order. He gave an order to the Hebrew midwives, uh, uh, Sister S and Pua, uh, when Verse 16 said, when you help the Hebrew woman as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. Now, he shifted from, they shifted from 
from just wanting to multiply. But, but the thing was, because it was a boy, they're thinking strength, they're thinking army, they're thinking soldier, thinking male. You understand? You know, the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of this world is afraid of the male child. We're going to talk about that on Father's Day. He's so afraid of the male seed. But the male seed comes through a female. You understand? And so it's important, women, that you guard your seed. Hallelujah. And know how important it is for you to understand what you're carrying. Greatness is on the inside of you. We have some women that are pregnant now. Greatness is on the inside of you. And so it's important to know what you're carrying. And, and also know that you have a devil, amen, that's after your seed. And especially the male seed. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it's a girl, let her live. But because the midwives feared God, come on now, they feared God. They refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too. They feared God like, I ain't killing my child. I'm not going to let my child die. I'm not taking my child out. I'm going to find another way. We're not, look, they weren't even their children. It was somebody else's children they was helping to deliver, but they feared God Amen. Enough not to do it, not to go through with it. That's why we don't champion abortion. Amen. Abortion is not a cause that we get behind and we champion. I'm talking about in the church. We don't get behind that in the church. We know all the reasons. We know all the stuff that could happen. Amen. All that. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about in general, we don't, we don't, we don't stand with people who want to end lives for a sport. Are you getting me? People are making money off of ending lives, so we're not participating in genocide, amen, especially against the male seed and the black race. All right? I know, I know, I know. You're going to get the truth in kingdom life, amen. I know. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. But God intervened in this situation by dealing with the hearts of the midwives, and, and they did not kill the Hebrew boys. Let's look at Exodus chapter 1. Let's go to verse 20 and see what happened as a result of that as well. Verse 20 and 21. It says, so God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, look, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Some of them who were barren and some of them who couldn't have kids. Some of them, a man who, who, who needed things in life, God blessed them. Some translations say that God blessed them. God encouraged them. God increased them. So, so what I got all that obedience to God does not exempt you from, from adversaries or life's adversaries, but it will always put you in the pathway of God's blessings. You understand? Listen, it, this, life difficulties, amen, will always be there. Life difficulties will try to get in your way, but when you fear God and do what's godly, the, the, you know, look, you will be put in the path of God's blessing. You'll be forced to prosper. You'll be forced to get over that situation because life is going to happen to everybody, but what we choose to do and decisions we make, that's our own. And so then the final decree went out. The final decree went out to all the Egyptians. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, um, 
couldn't stop them from, from building it, from uh, multiplying, or he put the heavy labor on it. That didn't stop him. He tried to get the midwives to stop him. That couldn't stop him. Amen. So now he has his final decree. Let's look at it in verse 22. Exodus 1 and 22. So God was good to the midwives. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Verse 22 says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. To all the people now. Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River. But you may let the girls live. Don't you see this? this what is wrong with this guy? What, what was operating in his psyche? What was operating in his mind? You, you, you that afraid of a people group. That, that you will have a sinister scheme to try to stop them from reproducing in the earth or bringing males into the earth. There, there's some stuff happening in the earth right now, amen, that listen, the devil is behind it. It's not a color that's behind it. It's not a white man or a black man or a green man. It's the devil. It's the spirit of this world. It's the God of this world, the devil, the Antichrist. There, he is behind Everything that's happened in the earth, and especially, amen, the slaying of children. This decree went out to all the Egyptians. But let's read the story of a baby boy who had a mom, who had a mom named Jochebed, <laughs> glory to God, who used her creativity and her passion and the fear of God to save, a, to save the child who will later deliver them all out of Egypt. Come on now. You got to know what's in your belly. You got to know what the plan is of the one you're carrying and what you bought in the earth. Enemy constantly want to pull your seed into ungodliness, a trick of the devil. Because he tried to get him on, on his playing field so he can do all type of crazy stuff, lewdness and all type of ungodly stuff with your child. That's the goal. You want to strip them of their purpose. But thank God for mothers. Come on now, mothers who will stand in the gap, praying mothers who be like, no, 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 you're not devil. No, you get your filthy hands off my children. Get your hand off my grandchildren. Get your hand off of them right now. Now don't make me rise early and start praying. Don't you make me go on a fast. God, don't, don't make me start oiling up the whole house. Yeah, you keep it up, devil. Huh. I know the power. I know where the power is. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so let's read about this baby boy that was born to a mom named Jochebed. Exodus chapter 2. Uh, we're going to pick up at verse 1. Verse 1, we're going to read down to a few verses. Verse 1 says this, And a man of the house of Levi, and a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. They were, they were from the tribe of of Levi. Look at that. God, God even chose them before they was even established. So Jochebed and her husband was born in the time, during the time, we you know, when, when they was bringing them to Egypt, bringing the kids, getting, you know what I'm saying? They were, they were little kids, but they was, they was in, that, in that household. So he took um, as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months, said, yeah, I know, what the, I know the decree went out. 
but I ain't killing my boy. Because see, Moses was her firstborn. Moses was her firstborn. Aaron is not here yet. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, technically, Moses is not the oldest. You know what I'm saying? Aaron is the oldest. Yeah, so Aaron is here. Yeah, but, but they're children. I mean, yeah, all right. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get all the genealogy. It's strange when you look at it. <laughs> yeah, so she bore, so, so the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him how many months? Three months. A mother will go through great lengths to protect her child, but she trusted God. She trusted God. But when she could no longer hide him, when she could no longer hide him, you know, because he's getting older now, he's more active. You know, I remember, you know, some of the little kids around here, you know, they'd be in your arms, next thing you know, they went around. Now they're a little more active. Like, oh, Lord, they're active now. Security, usher. No, ha, 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 ha. They're active now, boy. You know what I'm saying? I saw one in the back with no shoes on running down the hall. You know what I'm saying? He was all right, though. <laughs> Look, he was in his own territory. He was good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He said, I'm in my place. I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. You know what I'm saying, Pastor? So don't mess with me. I ain't mess with him. I adapt him up. You understand? I adapt him up. Yeah, so, so he was older and more active. I believe Jacobet's creativity uh, began to come out because she was trying to figure out, I believe she was trying to figure out how to save her child. You know, moms know how to stretch a meal and a dollar. Moms will get creative in a minute. You think it's not enough, it ends up being enough. Listen, even if they didn't eat, you understand? Moms will make sure that their child eat, that food is on their table, that things is going in a certain way, even at their own demise. Sometimes they're the last to think about themselves because they're sacrificing. I heard Pastor Tina say they're sacrificing so much for their children, sacrificing so much for others, for their husband, for other family members. They sacrifice so much. So they know how to stretch a meal in a dollar, boy. They may, I'm telling you, they're going to make it work. So she took an ark, which was a type of basket, and uh, of bulrushes for him, dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, you know, so that the floor can, you know, so he wouldn't fall through the floor or water couldn't get in the basket. Put the, come on now, look at that creativity, boy. Yeah, look, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the riverbank. You know, I'm sure before she laid that boy in there, she had, I know, she, oh boy, I know she had to kiss him, hug him, pray over him. You understand? Listen, I, you know, not even knowing all of what's going to happen, but, but just like, but just embracing them because this may be the last time that I see you, possibly, possibly. But they're praying and believing God. As, as, I, as, I, as, I, as I was doing this and going over this, I began to see something, a story, or something emerge as I was looking at this story. And so uh, verse 4 says, and his sister stood afar off. So his sister was present. She was present. She stood afar off, look, to see what Pharaoh's daughter or what is going to happen to the child. And so mom and them, they, I, I believe she knew the direction that the river would flow in. I'm not going to put him in a water that's, that's not going nowhere. She, she knew it wasn't going away from the way. She knew that if I set him in this, covered him up and everything, that, you know, and just he's going to drift in an area where I know some people may be hanging out that may have some grace and some mercy. I'm telling you, mom is praying. This is how we pray for our children. 
hoping for the best, releasing them in this, this pushing them into this dangerous world, this pushing them into this evil society, and hoping and praying that they'll end up where they're supposed to be, that they'll meet the right man, that they'll meet the right woman, that they'll get their education like they're supposed to, that they'll land the right job or the right business, that they will do what they have taught them to do. Jochebed is that same mom. She is hoping and praying for her son, her baby boy, her boy, her boy. Wow. Verse 5, verse 5 says, Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. I'm sure she knew or had an idea of the timing of, 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 of all of this. I, I, I'm telling you, she had to know. And Moses' sister watching the whole time in the cut. Look. <laughs> and her, look, and her maidens. So the Pharaoh's daughter's taking bath, and their maidens walking along the riverside. And when they saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. He smirked at her boy. He gave her, he just, he cried a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And, and that touched her heart. Said she had compassion on him and said, Look, this is one of the Hebrew children. This, one, this is the Pharaoh, this is one of the Pharaoh's daughters who knew exactly who this child was and he was a baby boy. How did she know he was a Hebrew? Because he probably was circumcised. See, all this stuff is not mentioned, but when you, when, when you, got, to, you got to try to figure out why, what, what is going on. Why did they come up with this? Why did she say that? Because they don't say it nowhere. But he had to be circumcised, so she knew he was a Hebrew. So why didn't you just go and flip the thing over in the river? Because the Bible says she had compassion. Prayers of a mom, a mother's love going before him, praying going before him, moving things out of the way. Wow. She had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Verse 7 says, look, then his sister, who, who just happened to be right there, came out of nowhere, <laughs> you understand, said to the Pharaoh's daughter, she said, look, come on, man, you got to see this. This is really working according to the plan of the mother. This thing working to the plan. Look, I, I read some stories real quick. I, I, I looked up some stories of just, just moms that did just supernatural things. I read about a mom who laid down in the who laid down in the street because she had left her twins in the car. And to stop the car from rolling into track, the car started backing out. She laid down like a speed bump and let that car roll over her to stop that car from going into traffic just to save her twins. Now, she got a little injury. I'm talking about the, the, what, what moms will go through, you understand, to try to save their children, to save their child. The lengths that mom would do. One mom, a, a, a guy, he was working on his car, and the jack fell, the car fell on him. He had the car jacked up. It fell on him. The mom came out there and lift the car, held the car up until the people came to get her, to rescue her son from up under that car. Don't tell me God won't. Put it super on your natural when you need it. God will honor your prayers. God will honor 
your prayers. Look, another mom and her daughter was out surfing, and a shark snatched her daughter. And she said, no, not today. Not today. It's Mother's Day tomorrow. Not today. And snatched that, went and went to battle, went to battle with this shark. And snatched and got him out of the grips of that shark and saved her and saved their daughter. Mothers will go through great lengths to fight for their children. So I could see how Jochebed, the things that she was going through, the things she was thinking. You know, again, verse 7, then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, because again, this didn't just happen. The love of a mother, Jochebed, she, she, she pioneered all this. The closest love that God's love is to witness the love of a good mother. The love of a good mother. Mothers are by nature nurturers. By nature nurturers. God never told moms or women to love men. Never. Because it's, it should, it's, an, it's a natural instinct. Okay, let's read on, Pastor. It says, it says this. So, so, so the sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for, for you from the Hebrew woman? This is Miriam saying this. Like they had a plan. Shall I go call a nurse from the Hebrew woman? To, you know what I'm saying? That she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said, yeah, go ahead. So the maid went and called the child's mother. You don't think the sus they was in cahoots and th this was a plan. This thing is falling, this thing is working out right according to what they planned. Sent that boy down there, knew them women to be out there. Women, the, the sister's still watching, seeing what's going on. I think they're going to get her. I think they're going to keep her. And she said, step out there like, hey, who me? do you want me to go get one of the Hebrew women? Yeah, go get one of those Hebrew women. And I'm going to get the mother. I'm going to get his mother. Unbeknownst to them, she got the mother. Chocobed, waiting in the cut to. Watching it all unfold. And Pharaoh's daughter, listen to what he said to her. Take this child away and nurse him for me. It ain't your child, it's mine. That's what happens, you, you know, when you're under somebody else's authority. Take this child and nurse him for me. Look, and I will even give you wages. I'm going to pay you to do what you, was gonna, what you would do free to your own, <laughs> to your own child anyway. I'm going to pay you some wages. I'm going to take care. I'm going to break you off some. You do this for me, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to break you off a little bit. I'm going to give you a little something, something. <laughs> so the woman took the child and nursed him and the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son she nursed him from you know age zero or from a baby to about five or six years old think about it she only had him six years about five or six years Moses you read about Moses in Hebrews you see what he did in Exodus, and you read about this guy in Hebrews and see all about faith, by faith. That Moses, and you only had him for a few years? What type of mom was this? What kind of mother was Jacobay? That, that she was able to pour into her child 
for, a, for just a short period of time and got the most out of his life. I mean, he, he, he ain't like he, he messed up. He messed up, killed a dude, had to run, hide, hit on the back of the mountain about 40 years. I mean, he, he went through some stuff. But boy, 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 when God called him, because she had put something on the inside of him. See, see, when God calls you to something, you can't escape it. Doesn't matter how much you run. Doesn't matter how much you try to get away from it. It's always, it's always hovering over you. If you're going to do what God called you. One way or another, you're going to do what God called you to do. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. So listen. So she called his name. She who? The Pharaoh's daughter named him. She called his name Moses. Saying, because I drew him out of the water. Because she drew him out of the water. That's what, that, that's what his name meant. Amen, that, that he drew her out of the water. Just think of how creative and courageous this woman of God was. This mother, amen, who went through great lengths. Think of the stress that was involved in possibly losing her child. You know, and some of us here have lost children. You know what I'm saying? Have lost children or children have passed away. Amen. That's, that's, that's not the order of God, but it does happen. You know, and so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's part of you know, God's comfort. You know, he will comfort you. That's why it's important to have a relationship with God. Because he will be the only one that can kind of get you through those type of situations. Because it's not normal. It's not normal. And so God has to help you to get through those kind of situations. But she was, she was so creative. Again, a mother of faith believed that God can do something that would otherwise be impossible. It was an impossible situation. But, but it became possible because of God. Five responsibilities of a mom as I, as I get ready to close. Five responsibilities of a mom as I get ready to close. Number one, take responsibility for your child's development. You are responsible for your child's development. Not the daycare, not the church, not YouTube, not YouTube kids. Not video games. You understand? Because remember, they are being developed, but it's important who is doing the developing. And so take full responsibility for your child's development. Number two, be a godly example. Be an example. I thank God my wife, 20, we've been married 28 years this year. It's been a woman of God, a mom, 28 years. Not perfect, but love the Lord, been in church. You understand? You know, she said, you know, y'all heard her all her life, but you know what I'm saying? We kind of cleared that up, praise God. But at least I know she's been in church 28 years. I don't know about the rest of the time. I let her and her mom, y'all can, mom can handle that. She took her to church, praise God. That's y'all part. But, but, but 28 years, amen, we've been in the kingdom, amen, never left the kingdom, never veered off the kingdom, stayed on the path, loved God, not without challenges, not without struggle. I remember she, you know, this young lady, you know, I about to say this girl, but this young lady giving up her whole check because I won't make a whole lot of money. You know what I'm saying? I, t I, I was joking with somebody the other day because it was like, uh, I said, uh, you know, they said something. I said the same thing. I said, yeah. I said, um, yeah, I told my wife the same thing when I ripped up that money or whatever. I told her, like, you know, all you want is my money. Ain't had no money. Ain't had no money for her to get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, what? No, I just wanted that $50 at that time. It was, that, was, that was all my money right there. 
that I'm getting ready to give to you for daycare. And shouldn't I have been okay with that? Yeah, yeah but I won't. You know what I'm saying? Because I was in the street. I was on drugs. I was messed up. My life was a wreck. You know? And so, yeah, that's my story. I don't, I don't have a problem sharing. But this woman of God, I promised her that, that her ladder would be greater. You know what I'm saying? And she, and she stayed faithful. And it's, not, it's absolutely nothing that I wouldn't do, you know what I'm saying, for her. You know what I'm saying? You are a godly example. You understand? A godly example. Another responsibility of a mom. Uh, remember, I got these five things from watching her. You know what I'm saying? With my kids. Number three, exercise faith and patience with your child. Exercise faith and patience with your child. There will be times you got, you, got to, you got to have some faith and some patience. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't always do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? They're going to make mistakes. But listen, they're going to do the wrong before they do the right. That's why the Bible tells us to train them. Don't let your child train you. That's the worst thing that can happen if, if you let your child train you. You understand? They, they, they're going to get it wrong because they, they don't know what they should know. You cannot let them lead you. You must lead them. You must lead them. And even when they're adults, we're still leading them. In some sense, in some sense, in some situations, they still need our wisdom. Not all the time, amen, you know, but at times, they still need your wisdom and your guidance. So we don't just throw them away. And we definitely don't just throw them away because we don't finish paying our child support at 18. The devil is a liar. They, 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 ain't, they ain't leave here at 18, did he? They still here. That means you still paying for them. I gave, I gave child support. Okay, that ain't all that. All, that ain't, what? Would you, would you give him a million? <laughs> you ain't in the house. I got to get up. I mean, I ain't even going to go into all that. You know what I'm saying? Dead beat dad. This ain't dad's day. And I wouldn't say that on Father's Day, but I say it on Mother's Day. Amen. Dead beat dad. <laughs> they online, y'all. They watching. They not in here. They online. They watching. All right, number four. Number four. Number four, they depend totally on God. Talk about five responsibilities of mom. Depend totally on God because you, must, you need God to raise children. Unfortunately, we're living in a time where, where parents are hurting children and children are hurting parents. This is the time we're living in, but it's all because of a lack of a relationship with God. Because the Lord will restrain you. The Lord, let me say it again, the Lord will restrain you. You don't just do and say any old thing you want to do and say. I mean, who are you? She said, I'm a mother. I know, this your day. I'm sorry. I'm just saying in general, I mean, come on now. No, everybody is submitted up under somebody. And we all submit to God. And then number five, teach them to respect authority. Look, while they're young, and even as they get, teach them to respect authority. Listen, starting with you. Because if they don't respect you, ain't no way they're not going to respect the teacher. They're not going to respect the police officer. They're not going to respect the principal. They're not going to respect other adults. Respect starts at home. Talk all our kids, all my kids stand on, all your, all my, all, all, all your mother's children stand up. If, if, if Pastor Tina is your mom, stand, not spiritual, and not mother in love, biological. 
All right. So we just our oldest girl, middle son, and our baby girl right there in the back. Y'all can sit down. Y'all can sit down. They don't like us. I'm just this is a good example. This ain't, you know, I you know what I'm saying, I know. Cause yeah. But anyway, what I'm saying is we taught them respect. Respect number one. We taught them when you go to school, you listen to the teachers. You do what they tell you to do because they're not going to tell you anything wrong. And if they do, that's our responsibility. See, let the adults deal with the adults and let the child stay in their place. You're not qualified to speak out against adults. You're wrong, you're wrong even if you're right. That's how we raise our kids. You're wrong even if you're right about the situation. You're wrong because you should have kept your mouth closed. Why? Because you don't disrespect authority. Not in the house, not outside the house. I'll deal with the parents. I mean, I'll deal with the teachers. But you in trouble because you shouldn't have said nothing. This is how we raise our children. You won't have kids fighting teachers and all that foolishness that we see in the day. What? I wish I thought I, I, was in my, I was in my mom's class one time, a dude tried to rise up. Yeah, I was, I'm her son. I was going to school. I just went to school. Would have happened to be in school with her day like, bruh, you might want to sit down. <laughs> like quick. Yeah, somebody ain't teach you something. You going to rise up against a teacher? Something wrong with you. And teachers ain't even being paid that much. Y'all don't even pay these people, man. <laughs> Applaud for the teachers. Amen. <laughs> This Mother's Day, okay, 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 okay. Let me close. This is my closing statement. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Look, listen, I'm just going to read this to you. Oh, how this world needs mothers who have faith, obedience, courage, and a conviction about the things of God. Mothers who love God, who love the word of God, and who love his church. That's what's needed in the world today. To be a godly mother, it's a lot of responsibilities. It's the highest calling in the world. The highest calling before you're called to anything else. If you have a child, you're called to parent. Before you get all, I, I got all these other, no, you're a parent first. And look, in the Bible say, if I don't take care of home, then I, I'm worse than an infidel. How in the world am I out here producing as if I'm somebody out here, but, um, but the key is lacking at home? No, you got, everything's out of order because it starts with a biblical order. The highest calling in the world is to be a mother. Mothers, it is, it is worth it. It's worth it when you raise your child because who knows? Look, you might just be raising a Moses, a Aaron, or a Marion. Come on now. Or a Paul, or a Timothy, glory to God. Or an Ezekiel, or an Elijah, or a Daniel. Come on now. You don't know who you're raising. Last scripture. And then we, we, or, I know, I just want to stay with... No, no, I just stand with the men and the mothers. I just stand with... I know, I know we got some women too. I got you. Y'all want everything. You got, the, you got the day. And Mother's Day is every day, for real. We, we're grateful. We're grateful for what society has set aside. But the reality is, Mother's Day is really... Really, every day. Every day we should celebrate our moms or, you know, be respectful and do all these, these good things that we, we're doing today. Don't let this be last time, amen. You, you pull up on your mom, and you know what I'm saying, and look out for her. Amen?
Yeah, like I'm waiting for Mother's Day. I'm waiting on Mother's Day next year. <laughs> Proverbs 22 and 6, I'm going to leave you with this. It says this, dedicate your children to God. Got this scripture from my wife, amen. Dedicate your children to God. This is the Passion Translation. And point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Jacobed nurtured her son for roughly five to six years, and the rest is history. You are mom, we honor you. You are a faithful mom, obedient mom, a creative mom. You are worthy of double honor. I urge you never to take the responsibility of motherhood lightly. It's a tall assignment. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. I'm going to stop right there. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encouraged you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one, and you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life by Kingdom Life.